Welcome, my friends, to the episode that apparently never ends. This is The Week in Doubt, episode 291, part two, part two. Uh, man, did that sound confusing and redundant. So for those of you who may have been out of the loop, a couple of weeks back, I recorded what was meant to be a relatively short video where I gave my response to some clips from the Non Sequitur show. Well, the listener feedback section alone ended up being over 50 minutes before editing, so I broke the episode into two parts, and then to add to the confusion, I broke part two into three parts, each part featuring my response to a different episode of the Non Sequitur Show. And so this is part two of that three-part series. And speaking of the Non Sequitur Show, I'd like to thank the hosts, Kyle and Steve, for both taking the time to comment on the YouTube version of that last video in this three-part series. They both made my day. Their comments were really positive, and it was just a great experience to have people from a show I really enjoy take the time to get in touch and compliment me on my work. So maybe I'll actually go ahead and read their comments. And Steve's comment actually contains a correction. I had it in my head that Steve McRae had a philosophy degree, but as he'll explain, his background is actually in nuclear physics, I believe. Or more specifically, in his own words, in the nuclear reactor field. So here's what Steve had to say. Great video, and I'm honestly flattered you think I'm a philosopher and have a philosophy degree. LOL. But my education was in the nuclear reactor field mostly. I just happen to really like philosophy. And then Kyle said, and part of this is in response to uh, a little bit of fun I was having with the name of the show. I was saying how I really like the name of the show, which I do, but I was poking fun about how, and I think this is a good thing, they tend to stay on topic and they'll rein you in if, uh, if you go off topic. So it's really kind of the no non sequitur show. And Kyle goes on to explain how it's, it's called the non sequitur show because no two episodes in a row um, should have the same topic. They, they like to switch things up. But anyway, so, so he says verbatim, great video, and to our name, we called it non sequitur because each show doesn't follow the other before. LOL, great work. <laughs> and being the neurotic person I am, I have to admit that there is a part of me when I receive compliments like this, um, you know, a kind of self-effacing part or an insecure part that wonders if the person's just, uh, you know, just saying this stuff to be nice. In a way, that's an insult to the very person who's paying you a compliment because it kind of sounds like you're accusing them of being dishonest. Um, and I, I happen to think that both Steve and Kyle are very intellectually honest people. So when I take a deep breath and throw all my neurotic baggage to the side for a moment, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I think, yeah, uh, um, it's very flattering, but it, uh, these are two honest guys, so I believe they mean it when they say great work. So, you know, that really means a lot to me. So thanks again, guys, for taking the time to watch the video and uh, furthermore for taking the time to actually leave a comment or feedback. Uh, great guys, great show, you know, check out the Non Sequitur Show. If you enjoy this show and this kind of subject matter, uh, you'll probably absolutely love the Non Sequitur Show. And one more thing before we move on to the actual uh, episode in question, I'd like to quickly thank 
Junjun Cisnorio for liking the Weekend Out Facebook page. And uh, hopefully I didn't butcher your name, my friend. <laughs> All right. So here is uh, part two of that three-part series, which was already in the can. I'm just kind of presenting it to you now. Here we go. All right. So yeah, so I kind of cut Godless Engineer off there. But okay, so that's the end of that episode with uh, Voltron and Rumpus. And Rumpus was the, uh, such a whimsical name, but, uh, Rumpus was actually the British guy coming at from the, uh, the mainstream scientific perspective. I guess next I'll go to, uh, Red's Rhetoric. Red's Rhetoric is a YouTuber who's coming at from the mainstream scientific perspective, kind of a flat earth debunker versus Nathan Thomas and Nathan Thomas. Oh my God. Hey guys, quick correction. I believe it's Nathan Thompson and not Nathan Thomas. My bad. All right. This has to be one of the most smug, smarmy, unpleasant individuals. And I, I'm someone who tries to go out of their way to be nice to people and not really just throw around ad hominems or whatever. But there's something about this guy that I just find very off-putting. And uh, he kind of gives... Dinesh D'Souza run for his money in the kind of condescending smarm category or whatever. You know, I understand uh, that, you know, if the Earth were so massive, we couldn't detect a curve. Gravity would be a good reason to talk about, you know, how, you you know, you think water's flat, but it's actually gravity. So at one statute mile, it should be eight inches. At two statute miles, it should be 32 inches. At three miles, you're looking at six feet. So if you can see a grown man six feet tall, from three miles away, that debunks the curvature formula right there. Not just that, you go 10 miles out and you're looking at 66.6 feet of curvature, which I find is an interesting number, 666. Okay, so I have to admit, like I've watched all these episodes uh, multiple times. The first time I was watching this episode, when he started to lock on to numerology with 666 and all that, I thought okay, this is some far-right Christian dude who believes in the Bible literally and uh, he's reading, you know, signs of uh, the fulfillment of prophecy into, you know, everything or whatever. But I think in fairness to him, it's a little different, but just as batshit crazy for the most part. I think, I think he does show his hand that he does believe in some kind of higher power. Which, in general, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm an agnostic atheist, or simply, you can just call call me an atheist for all intents and purposes. Um, but people are free to believe what they want. And I have no problem with someone being open to the idea of a higher power. But when someone is kind of just making a mockery of science and pissing in the face of reason because of their need... To believe in said higher power. That really doesn't sit well with me. I find that really offensive. And then I'm going to kind of, you know, come at you. Um, but yeah, so I think he does, like a lot of flat earthers, he doesn't consider himself as being religious, but he does believe in some kind of, at least some kind of vague higher power that, uh, you know, imbues everything with some kind of purpose that designed everything. And he thinks that there's some kind of global 
satanic conspiracy that's behind even man-made science. That's kind of uh, even maybe as some kind of half-hidden affront to man or joke at our expense has even worked its satanic symbolism into the very nature of science. So if you look at scientific findings and if you look at math, you can see satanic symbolism in it. But he's not necessarily a uh, a biblical literalist or anything. More like he's got some paranoid conspiracy theory that the evil symbolism of the elite can even be found in our scientific calculations and in uh, mathematics. So... Just as, or perhaps even more batshit crazy as being a biblical literalist. Some religious significance, but let's say 10 miles is actually just 66.6 feet of curvature. That means any boat under 70 feet tall, pretty much any boat that's not a cruise ship, uh, you can see from 10 miles out, debunks the curvature formula of the earth. So I don't care why you think things cling to a spinning ball earth. What I'm looking at is your purported numbers, and it doesn't match reality. All the banks, they do not need more money. So, yes, NASA steals $52 million a day of taxpayer money. It's larceny. It's wealth redistribution. If people knew the truth, they wouldn't allow it. But they're hiding God's creation. It's his characteristics and what he... Yeah, and so there he's kind of, uh, you know, he's showing his hand. He's saying that... We've been indoctrinated to believe the mainstream scientific uh, globe Earth model because they, you know, want us to have a godless worldview. When once again, to reiterate what I said before, believing in science or believing in a round Earth aren't mutually exclusive with being religious. I mean, hell, you have, uh, who is it? Francis Collins, the head of the Human Genome Project. He had this kind of personal experience that he felt kind of changed him and led him to be uh, a believing Christian, you know? So if you're a biblical literalist, and if you're someone who thinks part of being a good Christian is accepting this ancient Jewish idea of a flat earth with a firmament, then you might run into some issues. But I think most Christians don't even know about that. You know what I mean? Most Christians are perfectly fine with the idea of a round earth. And as I said, there's even though there's plenty of hokey images that we've all seen of these big celestial hands, the hands of God cradling a round earth. Are clearly observable through his creation. So if they can confuse you and trick you about what his creation is, and what you are, because globe Earth is the foundation for evolution. And so all these globe Earthers think they're shape-shifting monkey men that are on a spinning ball floating through space. I mean, can you think of anything more ridiculous? Actually, there's nothing ridiculous about it. You can see how, like I said, he's so smarmy and condescending. And if you couch anything with that tone of voice, you know, you can make it seem ridiculous. Um, and the whole... You know, the saying about glass houses. Uh, this is probably, you know, someone who believes in, a, in the flat earth. Well, I was almost said flat earth model, but many of them can't even offer you a coherent model or, or they won't. Um, I mean, I could say, is there anything more absurd? I guess in a way I already did. I called it batshit crazy than the idea that uh, the secret elites 
encoded satanic symbolism into scientific calculations. I guess technically, you know, why couldn't evolution work on a flat Earth? I think both around Earth and evolution are, in fairness to him, both, you know, major components of a mainstream scientific worldview. But technically speaking, I don't see why you couldn't have evolution unfolding on a flat Earth. So I don't know why he's saying that, you know, the idea of a round Earth is kind of exclusive to a cold scientific worldview. As I said before, the idea of a round Earth and a belief in a higher power can completely coexist. I would say the majority of Christians probably do believe in a round earth and have no issue with it. But he has this vision of these kind of wicked elites who want us all to have this kind of dark, godless view. And uh, so they've brewed up this kind of twisted, concocted idea of a round uh, earth uh, in a godless universe or whatever. I don't know. Um, I almost feel like this is the type of guy who is almost beneath contempt, who maybe doesn't even deserve having anyone going out of their way to bother refuting him because both his attitude is so horrible and his worldview is so ludicrous. Um, our kinship with primates, you know, he made the little snide comment about monkeys on a spinning, shape-shifting monkey men on a spinning ball in space, which uh, shape-shifting probably, monkey men probably refers to evolution. The fact that we have an evolutionary legacy and we evolved from other primate species. Our kinship to apes can be easily proven. I think not just anatomically, but of course in this day via uh, DNA and genetics. Um, the fact that the Earth is round for most is easily provable enough, but because they have this stubborn allegiance, this flat Earth idea, you can't. Nothing will ever be enough for them. Um, all the evidence we have for demonstrating that we're on a round Earth, none of it will do for them. They'll say all the pictures are fakes. They'll scoff at even early simple experiments that prove the curvature of the Earth, like um, using shadows and sticks, etc. But uh, nothing will ever be enough for them because they want to hold on like grim death for whatever reason to this idea of a flat Earth. Reason and scientific fact be damned. To teach kids before they know the difference between boys and girls and they don't even have hair on their balls. It's crazy that we're te like, it's important for kids to know the shape of the earth at six years old. I mean, it's such an, uh, the way they indoctrinate kids to believe that quadrupeds have four legs and coins have two sides. Uh, it's horrible teaching these kids facts. Indoctrination. It's such an obvious indoctrination. Um, and th they do it for, you know, to hide God and to hide. If they can convince you that Genesis one is stupid, in, when you're six years old, why would you read the Bible when you're seven? And so this is weird. He claims, uh, I believe, kind of like the the Voltron. No, <laughs> I just love saying Voltron. Um, not to be religious, but obviously he seems concerned whether or not Genesis 1 is taken seriously. 
which would seem to infer that he has some kind of reverence for the Bible or, or regard for the Bible. Um, and if he takes the Bible seriously, if he's a biblical literalist, then forget it. Um, I mean, th- then we're dealing with someone who's no more logical or rational than uh, a young earth creationist or uh, s- some sort of Christian fundamentalist. Why would you read it when you're eight? Red, so you all my address? proof here. Well, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Yeah, all my proof here has been purely scientific. My religious. I don't have a religious argument for flat Earth. But when people ask why would they lie, he doesn't have a religious argument for the flat Earth. Yet he's concerned with whether or not you know how kids are, are being taught to regard Genesis one. You gotta understand the devil is the father of lies. So when you look at the curvature formula being point six six, he has no. Uh, He's not coming at it from a religious angle, but he just said the devil is the father of lies. Six feet per mile squared, and the tilt of the earth being an alleged 66.6 degrees, and the earth moving around the sun alleged 66.6 thousand miles an hour. I just find that all very interesting, and I'm sure Red would just say it's a kawinky dink, but I don't believe in coincidences, and especially not when it comes to mathematics that are made up. You know, if they're all sixes and it's all made up and you can't prove it, there's definitely a conspiracy taking place. And you got so, <laughs> math's all made up. I mean, it is true that mathematics is a man-made kind of tool or discipline or, or whatever, for lack of a, a, a more adequate word or descriptor. But math is fundamentally an accurate way of crunching numbers that correspond to Reality. I mean, I imagine it start off simply enough as a way for people to be able to manage, say, the quantity of something, um, to keep track of or record exchanges and, you know, amounts, that kind of thing, and then became more and more sophisticated over time. Now, he's suggesting that they or whoever they are somehow design mathematics to contain satanic, esoteric symbolism or whatever it's it's borderline if not just straight out paranoid in my opinion the united nations using a flat earth map divided into 33 sections now reds i don't know if you know why a cult of 33 would be important um i won't even ask you but 33 is the percentage of angels the devil took down from heaven with him so when i say all these elite that taught you the earth's a globe and run nasa and give you all this heliocentric proof Worship the devil. And they, that's why they cut up a flat earth map into 33 and they call it the United Nations and they're united against us and us knowing the truth. So, wow. Wow. I, I am almost uncharacteristically speechless. Even It still makes my jaw drop no matter how many times I uh, listen to or watch this. So it's still, you know, it's hard to suss out just how much this guy believes in religious dogma so he doesn't associate himself with organized religion and it's hard to tell if like i suggested earlier if he believes in all this um stuff about the devil and fallen angels etc or if he's just suggesting that the evil elites believe in it and so they embed their symbolism in everything you know um either way batshit crazy once again it's fine when you when you're actually aware of the evolving history of the devil, all this stuff about 
Lucifer and, you know, taking fallen angels down to uh, hell with him. It, it, uh, it, it seems all the more ridiculous. You know, in the Old Testament, Satan is basically, you know, the accuser, the adversary, basically a member of God's court. Not the type of guy you'd want dicking with you or targeting you, but not necessarily evil and definitely not the ruler of some infernal realm. Uh, then over time, this idea of the devil as a fallen angel, you know, ruling over some infernal kingdom where um, sinners are tortured forever, you know, that eventually evolves or develops. And actually, I think some theologians debate whether or not Satan would even necessarily be the ruler of hell or whether he's just there being punished himself. Um, I th traditionally, we think of him as this being of great power that rules over, you know, hell, the underworld or whatever. Um, but I think in, uh, in Dante's Inferno, he's basically pictured as being kind of imprisoned or encased in ice, isn't he? Ironically. Um, that's all fucking man-made anyway. <laughs> so that's why they lie, brother. All right, let's give uh, Red a chance to uh, do rebuttal on that. Real quick, I, I, if I may, real quick, you mentioned evolution. Are you, uh, if I can ask, are you a young creationist? A young Earth? I don't know the age of the Earth. No rock I pick up comes with a state-issued ID. I don't assume carbon dating and the, the, the rate that carbon dissipates has always been the same. I think that's faith-based science. Okay. That's fine. I I'm really like to stick with things we can prove when I'm talking about, you know, what I believe in. Um, but you know, I do, I do think, I do think that it's not billions of years old. But okay. you know, that's just my belief. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, a little off topic, but thank you for my indulging on that. Uh, Reg, go ahead and uh, if you can answer yeah. uh, Kyle's question as well from your perspective of why you think that the flat earthers put forth this this narrative. So I guess the question is, uh, what do I think of their conspiracy? Well, why, you, why, yeah, why do you why do you think they've um, created a um, this narrative? Well, it's because uh, well, I am just going to state the facts: is that uh, they are pretty butthurt that science has actually advanced in the direction that it has, and that to a large number of people that is driving people away from God. There is a religious influence on it, and so they will come up with anything to get people to question reality itself. And, uh, yeah, so that's Red's rhetoric there. And uh, I actually do agree, even though science and religion are compatible, um, there are certain things that are going to be at loggerheads if you insist on biblical literalism, um, such as if you take the uh, creation account in Genesis literally, it's obviously uh, you can't really reconcile it with um, the mainstream scientific view. But if you're not a biblical literalist, uh, then there's no reason why you can't be a Christian and fully embrace mainstream science. And of course, some people pick and choose. You know, you might literally believe in the miracles of, of the, uh, the New Testament, literally believe in the resurrection. But, you know, the further you go back into the Old Testament, you know, maybe you think Genesis is meant to be taken figuratively. And I think even St. Augustine or St. Augustine, uh, how tomato, tomato, um, suggested that the days of creation weren't meant to be interpreted as actual 24-hour periods or whatever. Um, 
And I think a lot of Christians are like that. They think the days, uh, they think the length of the so-called days of creation are open to interpretation, etc. And they think that evolution is God's kind of unfolding method of creation. Yes, I'm sorry. The, the fact is, is that, okay, I'll explain it to you this way. This is a Falcon Heavy. The reason why this exists is because you can't pray shit into space. <laughs> and that pisses off a lot of people. And the reason why it pisses off a lot of people is because God is supposed to be the answer to everything. Well, hey, if we find out that God actually got some things wrong in the Bible, holy shit, does that, does that, what does that mean for my faith? What does that mean for my religion? What does that mean for my eternal life? My Brad, salvation? I was, I was a Christian everything for like 10... that. And something oh. like that. It's like, holy shit, you know, you start feeling very uneasy about the entire thing. And so I can understand that they would be feeling uneasy, but my thing is this. If you want me to think like you, you need to bring something other than uh, numerology, Mm -hmm. something that has no predictive capabilities whatsoever, to the table. You need to give me something to actually chew on, okay? And also, the great thing about the United Nations, why is it this particular map? Why is it in this way? I don't know. Maybe because they don't want to show bias to one side of the planet over the other. And so they decided to make a symbol that wouldn't show bias to one side of the planet or the other. I don't know. Just a fucking thought. I mean, that's actually a great point. And that occurred to me, too. It's like, this guy's kind of so paranoid or whatever. He's even seeing something sinister and something as simple is the style of map used in the uh, United Nations logo or symbol or flag or whatever. And I don't think that image is isolated to the United Nations. I think that is like a pre-existing way of trying to show all the different portions of the globe in one kind of front-facing image. And uh, yeah, so that was a great point. They were creating a symbol for the United Nations so they're probably trying to show all the nations of the world, all, all the parts of the globe, together at once in one image, kind of in, existing in parody or whatever. And it kind of reminds me of one of those old maps where you see the globe displayed as a series of connected ovals. So it kind of almost looks like you took like an orange or something and stretch the sides out uh, straight or whatever, you know? So you see a series of segments, and that way you can see all of the uh, the globe at once. You can think what you want about the United Nations, but I don't think... the, the Probably the least sinister thing about them is probably the... <laughs> is probably the world map image. If I was making the United Nations, which is all over the fucking place, I would include a map that does its damnness to show quote all over the fucking place i mean but that's but that is way too fucking reasonable so maybe i'm just crazy hey red maybe you are just crazy but i'd like to bring up what you said oh guy is such a dick i know like red's rhetoric probably doesn't come off as the nicest guy either he's kind of sarcastic too and maybe uh you know i cut him some slack because he shares uh my worldview for the most part um as far as i can tell i'm I'm not that familiar with his work but on this we obviously agree um but still this guy just takes the cake so unbelievably 
condescending. He does this thing where he tries to like shiv you, tries to give you a little jab, like uh, really quickly as he he slides into his next comment. And it's just so insufferable. About uh, you know science kind of disproving God and stuff. I, I, I never said Christian that. And... I never said that. Oh, okay, well, well, I was a Christian for ten years, and I was a globehead the entire time. Good for you. So he's making the point right here that I've been trying to make that you can be religious and believe in the round earth. The two aren't mutually exclusive. Um, and that seems kind of at loggerheads with this conspiracy he's touting of some evil elites trying to promote a scientific worldview to get people not to believe in, in God. Have any problem being Christian and a globehead? I didn't think that science was going to demolish my faith, that Jesus came and died for my sins. So I reluctantly became a flat earther. Nobody jumps on flat earth and, and accepts all this ridicule from their friends and family. And for me, major news outlets and, and celebrities making fun of me. I, no, I don't do that because I, I want to. Okay, It's a reluctant decision to become a flat earther after a scrupulous look at one the fakery with nasa two the fact the earth is obviously flat as a mother and three we are not moving through space i'm listening through uh headphones and i, I can hear all the little detail that you can't really catch when you're just watching this on youtube so there was it sound like a motorcycle going by um that was on uh their end that's in the original audio that's not me Anyway, brother, we ain't going nowhere. So you're here, you're trapped here inside a dome, and you're stuck here with a bunch of flat earthers. And we're oh boy, you're trapped here inside a dome. Now prove that scientifically. Prove to me that we're inside a dome. A lot of times, you know, when you ask these flat earthers for the specific model. They'll kind of dance around it a bit. It's more like they're saying, I don't know exactly what the model is, but you're wrong. But there he's saying specifically that there's a dome. Kind of like that old, uh, that ancient Jewish uh, model of a flat earth with a dome-shaped firmament. Now, how that, you know, he questions mainstream science. He poo-poos other people's you know, kind of sound scientific explanations um, or, or arguments against his kind of wackadoo position. How does he justify saying with such certainty that we're living under a dome? Unfucking believable. We're multiplying exponentially, and you can keep digging your seat, your your feet in the sand. It's cool, bro. Believe whatever you want. But I've seen no proof of a spinning ball Earth. All your per, all your proof of curvature is you not understanding lines of convergence, and honestly, as you saw with train tracks, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, all those scientists uh, waddling around with dunce caps on, none of them can figure out the the truth about lines of convergence like this random YouTube guy can. They're, they're all just shuffling around in the dark with their heads up their asses. But uh, old Nathan Thomas, he can see the scientific truth. Oh, oh boy. Um, that's the end of that fucker. Let's... <laughs>
I usually don't drop F-bombs unless I got to feel, you know, something really stirs me up. Something really fucking offends me. And there I go again. I wasn't even thinking about it.